0: Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This message is by Eric Casto. It's wonderful to be here. In, um, back in about 1995, I was working for a pastor in the United States and he sent me over to London to set up a meeting for him at Westminster Central Hall right there in the heart of Westminster. And um, I came over and um, began to work, and I heard about a, um, a Christian meeting at a place called Kensington Temple. I didn't know what Kensington Temple was. I didn't know about the Jeffrey brothers. And um, so I went to this meeting, and, and as I went in, the presence of God was just permeating, and I don't know, maybe no no one else felt it or experienced it, but while I was in the worship, I saw a vision of the nation, and I saw coals of fire coming up, I thought, out of London, and then going to the ends of the earth, just coals, Mm -hmm. and then the Lord spoke to me about coming and preparing for that. I had no idea what it meant. And I had no idea about Pastor Colin. I I knew nothing. I was just open. (laughs) And it's interesting to see how the Lord begins to put your steps together just because you're willing to do it. And until you're available for the Lord, you'll never do anything for him. And, you know, I tell people, I said, Christianity actually is exciting if your Christianity's boring, you better check on you. <laughs> My Bible says Jesus, he rose up early. He was ready to get moving. He wasn't having a little lay in, you know, uh, you know, I've had a hard three years of ministry. Think I'll lay in this tomb for a little while. <laughs> I'm tired of people. No, it was early. He got moving. And there's so much joy in Jesus You'll never meet someone more joyful than Jesus. You'll never see a smile more beautiful than Jesus. Yet so strong. So strong. I can't wait to see him. (laughs) I don't know if I'm ready for that. He put the universe into operation (laughs) and then created a man. And there laid Adam in the image of God. The angels didn't know what to do. God, it looks like you, but it's not moving. Do you want us to pick it up and put it over by the waterfall? The Romans will do that one day. I mean, you know. Just stick it over there. The Lord says, it's back up. <laughs> I'm creating. And the Lord breathed life into the nostril of that man. And when his eyes opened, the first thing that Adam saw wasn't the stars, it wasn't the giraffes, it wasn't the waterfall, it was the face of God. He saw the smile of God. If any of you have ever had children, you're in there with your wife and she's working to get that baby out and you're feeling it all with her. Sweetheart, I know what you're going through. I'm right there with you. Oh, I gained weight when she was pregnant. I... when that baby comes out you don't hold it by its legs no you don't hold it backwards no you put the face up to yours you don't growl at it you don't you don't frown at it and if you did you probably don't need children <laughs> <laughs> You smile. You belong to me. And I belong to you. But you know the story, man sinned, and but God had a plan. We're about ready to go into this wonderful time of year where the world benefits from it. They have most of them have no idea. Christmas Christ. Must, Christ. But I often think about Mary. She gives birth to this baby and she begins to kiss his face like mothers do. Did she have really any revelation of what those kisses meant? He knew the kisses of his mother. He still remembers today. That face. He put away all of the power and the glory of creation that he knew in Genesis 1 in the beginning, God created. And as he spoke, the word of God himself was out there through the power and the glory of the Holy Spirit bringing creation into being. And now as a baby, the word made flesh. That when he was born, the angels came And they said something from the throne of heaven, peace on earth, goodwill to men. But Jesus, he grew, he began to minister, and he said some words in John chapter 16, he said, I'm gonna, you're not going to see me here, and then, but I'm going to come back. They still didn't get the understanding that he was going to die. He said, you're going to not see me, but then you're going to see me. And when you do, you're going to rejoice. And that joy, no man can ever take. That power of his joy, of who he is, the kingdom, righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit coming into man. Well, you know the story. He died on the cross, and those those apostles who had heard the message of resurrection so many times and didn't understand it and didn't believe it, how are you doing with the gospel these days? <laughs> we need in- to encourage each other, don't we? Yep, yep, Amen? Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine what it was like. They were inside a room. The door was locked. They were afraid. These are the apostles. They were just like us. Peter. Yes, John? John? Did you lock the door? You've asked me that five times. You just want to make sure. We don't want to end up like Jesus. And all of a sudden, Jesus walks in. And the Bible says, then they were glad. (laughs) I think it was more than glad. Glad. Here is Jesus who had conquered sin. He had conquered death. He had conquered the devil. He had conquered, and now he's walking in, and he's showing them his hands, his side, his feet. He says, I've got a plan for you, boy. a joy, I, I, I sit there and I think, what kind of joy was in that room? You know, the Bible says in Acts chapter 2 that death could never hold him. That was the wisdom of God. If the devil kills him, death is never going to hold him because the life of God has no opposite. Amen. For you and me, we say, well, death and life. But when we talk about God's life, there is no opposite. When you come into Christ, you come into eternal life. There is no opposite. You've walked into life, life himself. I love this crosswalk in London. Everyone on the team, we were out there. We just kind of started talking about the difference it was when we put our faith in Jesus Christ. That night that we said the prayer and put our faith, and we look back and we see how our lives changed. Why? Because of life. There's a lot of people who know religion. Some of you are still seeking in here. I I just can feel that. But you you haven't come to that place where you've surrendered. It's not about Jesus convincing you, It, it comes a point where you surrender. When you really come to Christ, you're no longer saying, where are you, God? You say, here am I. That's the difference. When a man comes to terms, it's not about where you are. You're not lost. It's about where I am. And in that place, you realize you're a sinner. But you realize how much he loves you and you're willing to trust him. Jesus, I believe. Here's my life. If you can do anything with it, here it is. And he said, boy, can I do something with it? (laughs) I've been waiting for this. (laughs) And you begin to walk arm in arm with God, learning to trust his love for your life. You only go as far as you can trust his love. When you stop trusting his love, your life begins to wilt. But when you trust his love you begin to walk with him and it changes everything and he gives you joy a joy unspeakable and full of glory well i tell you we've had so many so many ah oh, this these last couple of days in london clive i look back over we have done 87 crosswalk days in london since this began, 2001, December 2001, and uh, I remember I walked up on Westminster Bridge. You know that bridge? It's a bridge right in front of Big Ben. Now Big Ben's a big clock right there. You know, and uh, one day it's going to be in heaven in my yard. And, and you, you, you wonderful English people, you're going to be saying, "Lord, how did he get that?" And the Lord said, "Cause he asked. You didn't ask." I asked first. (laughs) And I walked up on that bridge, and I was scared. Eyes of the world are there. I walked up there. You're trying to look bold, but you're not. And all of a sudden, the Lord came, and He stood right next to me. Now, I didn't see Him with my eyes. But it was like fire and power just flushing through me. Like there was an iron rod put into me. And he spoke to me. He said, you walk and I'll talk. And the love of God just, and we began to walk down there. And the tracks began to go out. The smile tracked. It just began to move and move and move. And that's the way it's been. 22 years now from 2001, 2000, and, but, but because of two years of COVID, this was the 20th London crosswalk in December, which began everything. And um, it, was just, it was just an amazing time. And I, and I want to I say thank you to the team, <laughs> Hazel. Mom, she adopted me over the weekend. (laughs) Simon's got a brother, another brother. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus is coming. Can we just stand up and let me open in a word of prayer? You said, that you haven't opened yet? No. (laughs) Let's just raise our hands. I want you to do something. I just want you to begin to say the name of Jesus. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, this is about you. Jesus. 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 Jesus, I need you. Say that. I need you. I need you. Jesus. Jesus, say it stronger. Say it with more desire. Jesus, I love you and need you. Jesus, Jesus, I need you, Lord. Heavenly Father, I pray over Great Britain right now. I come to you in Jesus' name. Father, in this time and hour, Lord, when so much is changing, Lord, we believe that the gospel has never changed because you declared it doesn't change. And Heavenly Father, we ask for the mercy of God upon this nation of people and upon the nations of people that have come upon this nation. Father, we ask for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the mercy of God. And we're asking for an evangelistic anointing to begin to break forth from the south to the north, the east and to the west. Let an evangelistic anointing come and begin to wake up the men and the women of this nation. Oh, Father, I believe that you have saved the best wine for the last hour, and I believe that the strongest nets that will not break are for the end hour. Father, we're praying for Britain. Father, we love this nation. We love this nation. We love these people. Oh, God, we love them. We love them. We love them in Jesus' name. Oh, Father, I pray even in this room, those watching, oh, Lord, if they haven't yielded their life yet, that your love would come so strong and begin to cause the tremblings of God to come upon their spirit where faith begins to invade into the darkness of the darkness the death that's in them, to bring life, to bring resurrection. Oh, Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You know, I tell you, I tell you, I believe there's two things that are critical for the church in this hour. Prayer yes, amen. and evangelism. Yes, Lord. Prayer yes, Jesus. and evangelism. Prayer will bring new messages from the Father yes, yes, for the specific time. Yes, Lord. And reaching out to people Thank you, Jesus. and telling them about Jesus Christ. He is the hope. You can be seated. You know, um, I, my. how many have a, a washer and a dryer? And my dryer broke. And I uh, had to call a guy to come and fix it. And my thought was, I wonder what need that man has. I got a workman coming into my home. He's got a need. I believe the Lord set this up. You ever think that way? Yeah. Well, he came in. He did the work on my dryer. And he went out to his truck to put the invoice and I laid a smile track down right there. But then, then I went in the other room to do something there. Well, he came in. When I came around the corner, he picked it up and was reading it. And then I never gave it to him. That's odd that a man would just come and start picking stuff up in a house and start reading it. It was his. I guess he already knew it was his. <laughs> I don't know. And I began to witness to him. And I said, I said, listen, before you leave, let, let me pray for you. Because he had known Christ, and he fell away from Jesus because he got offended at church. And I said, well, I said, Christians, well, you know, they're not perfect. I grew up in church. I know a lot about church. But Jesus is. And I said, your problem is when you stand before the Lord is he's going to look you in the eye and say, you traded a relationship with me because of what someone did. And I said, you're not going to feel good about it. He got real quiet. I said, let's change that right now. Let me pray for you. And we went to praying. And I'm praying for him. And I said, now, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Before I knew it, he had reached out and grabbed my hand. I never asked him to touch me. I never asked him to ha- take my hand. He was already grabbing hold of something. And that's, the, that's what I believe we're coming into. As we're praying, as something change, something's got to change in you in prayer. Where all of a sudden, that water of life, that joy, that joy. Yesterday, walking down Whitehall, up Whitehall, either way. (laughs) The presence of the Lord was just flowing out. The tracks are going out. It's open. Jesus was right there. He was walking. People walk by and come back and turn around and say, Hi, can I have one of those? Yes. Happens all the time. You're watching over here and you turn around and there's been a person standing there going like this. May I have one of those? Yes. You can have it. There was a whole group of Iranian women protesting what's happening in Iran. We walked right into it with the cross, right in front of parliament, and they're all taking the tracks bunch of Iranian women, unhappy with Iran, with yellow smile tracks. (laughs) We got up to Trafalgar. Then you had, what was the group of Trafalgar? That was, was that Iran as well? Afghanistan Afghanistan was parliament. Afghanistan women. Because that's another problem. Afghanistanian women in front of parliament, all with yellow smile tracks. Then we got up to Trafalgar and it was Iran. That was the Iranian one. There goes the cross again. All these Iranians, yellow smile tracks. <laughs> He's just taking the gospel and just bringing it in with the love of Jesus Christ, which is so full of joy. Amen? Jesus' love is full of joy. Amen? You know, a little marriage tip, make sure your love is full of joy. When you tell your wife, I love you, make sure your love is full of joy. She won't believe you other than that. Oh, hallelujah. But something's got to break break loose. Because the people out there, they know there's a real problem. And you've got an answer. Because your answer is coming straight from the throne of God. Amen. not from you. So you get out of you. You're just one of his children. Whew. You got miracles in you. Amen. And all of a sudden, you're going to go to praying, and you're going to start to see people gravitating, they're, they're, because in the spirit realm, God is, is t- talking to people, you better choose now, and you better, the storm is coming, and those chicks better start finding the wings of that mother. That's farm talk. And that's what's happening out there. People who are backslidden, Jesus is going after them. People that don't know about him. You know, we just talked to some, some people in London. Have you ever heard Jesus like this? I've never heard it like that. Thank you so much. I've never heard about Jesus like that. Oh, he's wonderful. He's wonderful. But see, only you and I can deliver that to people. If we don't, then, then who's going to do it? You know, stop waiting for someone else to do what you can do. Huh? And stop making excuses. I'll do it tomorrow. Amen? You, you're going to be shocked at what you have in you. Amen? And a lot of you, let me just say this. A lot of you need to be in more prayer meetings so that it can get out of you. Amen. Prayer meetings release this. Corporate prayer meetings. My grandma, she was a woman of prayer. I mean, she prayed and prayed. Uh, she was a wonderful prayer. You know, she died. So I'm missing those prayers now. I used to call her on the phone, Grandma, pray for me. Yeah. Where are you? Um, you know, somewhere in the world, but just pray for me. And she would pray. I said, Grandma, I said, I said this, what's the secret to your life? I mean, how did you get this prayer? She said, after the revival meetings in 19, I think it was 41, when she came to Christ, after the revivalists left, they had prayer meetings during the week. And as we came into those prayer meetings, as we closed our eyes to pray, it was like we were lifted up in the presence of the Lord, and we began to pray. Corporate prayer meetings where there's a lift, you rise up in the Spirit, and you begin to have command over things going on in the world. Because we're seated in heavenly places in Christ with his authority. And he's saying, come on, learn to use it. And as you begin to get into that prayer, all of a sudden, the world, you be, hey, can I tell you about Jesus? Oh, you're an evangelist. No, I'm just, I just love Jesus. Oh, but you must be an evangelist. You, no, no, I'm just a Christian. I'm just thankful for what he did. I can't help but talk about him. Some Christians, well, I'm prophetic. That's not my calling. Well, I'm prophetic too. But I love Jesus so much. I can't not talk to you about him. Because you're an evangelist. No. Because I love Jesus. And I got to tell you about him. I remember when I was at Or Roberts University. And I said, God, I don't know how to witness but every Friday, Saturday night, I'm going to go out with those teams that go out and witness, and I'm scared. I don't want to go out. My flesh doesn't want to go out. All my friends are dating girls on Friday and Saturday night because they've got to find wives. And I would to do that. And I would, I would begin to faithfully go out. And um, I remember the first night I went out, Kevin was the leader, he was about six foot four, he was really tall, and he was about 40 years old. He he, he didn't have a purpose in life other than go to college, but he was the evangelism director. And um, he said, we're gonna go out to this place over on the strip where everybody parks their cars and they talk and drink, and we're gonna go over there. I said, okay, I'm scared. So we get out there, and he looks at the team. I mean, he's looking down on us. I mean, he's huge. He says, this part of the team, go over to those teenage girls over there, and you witness to them. This part of the team, you go to those teenage boys over there and witness to them. Brother Eric, do you see that motorcycle gang? (laughs) You go with me. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. I am not. Oh, Lord, I made a prayer. I made myself available. If you don't make yourself available, he can't use you. If you don't make that decision, he can't use you, and you'll never enter into the joy of Jesus that you could know. It's a decision. So I followed Kevin over behind, dragging my feet, And I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna watch Kevin witness to these guys on bikes drinking beer, Harley Davidson. And he pushes me up and says, This is Brother Eric. He wants to share his testimony with you. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I don't know what I said. I have no idea today what I said to those guys. I didn't faint. But I passed a test. The Lord's going to test you. That's true. It is an honor to open my mouth and to speak the name of Jesus to the world. In fact, Jesus said, If you will speak to men about me, I will turn to the angels and I will witness to them about you. But he didn't stop there. He said, if you will witness to men about me, I will turn to the Father and I will tell him about you. I get the better deal. I walked with a cross, probably 100,000 people in the last two days, and I still came out with the better deal. I told people, probably thousands of people, Jesus loves you. He's alive. He loves you. But I still came out with the better deal because Jesus said, Father, Eric loves me. And he's not ashamed to speak my name. What can we do for him? We'll think of something. (laughs) Amen. If we could only understand the power and the authority of his name. When you and I are in heaven and his name is mentioned in the fullness of what it is, you will not be standing. You will be face down. And you will see who his name is. And on the earth, I'm given the opportunity in the darkness of this world to look at people that he loves and to say, Jesus loves you. He's real. He's alive. And he's full of joy. You'll never meet someone more joyful than Jesus. More joyful more patient, more kind. More. It's wonderful. I don't even know what time I could get to go to. <laughs> Listen, the world is in a serious situation right now. There's only one answer. Is it complaining about the news? Well, yes. <laughs> no. No, it's not. It's one name, Jesus. the King, Amen. the King of Kings. And I go out, and you go out, and we unashamedly we speak. Jesus Christ is Lord, and He loves you. Can I pray for you? This 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 past yet yeah, one on Friday, Beryl. I love Beryl. Beryl's been one of the ones that's probably gone on more crosswalks than I have. And um, we're right there on the corner of Whitehall. Wealthy man walks into a store. She says, she says, Happy Christmas. He says, There's nothing to be happy about. And goes in, and she's like, You just pushed the button. <laughs> she said, Eric, take my tracks. She follows him in. She's waiting at the till for him to get up to the till. Now, I'm probably not going to tell the story quite right, but Beryl, if you're here, I still tell it better. (laughs) The man walks up to buy some chocolates, and she said, I'm going to buy those for you. She says, excuse me, sir, may I buy these for you? He's like, what? No, you can't buy those for me. I'm... I'm a millionaire. I can buy your house and all the houses on your street. And that's probably why I'm so unhappy. (laughs) But then he changed. He changed. He said, but thank you. Thank you. And they had some dialogue. He knew what she was about. He said, God bless you. He changed. Something just changed. Was it because she was preaching Jesus? Well, she did outside, but, but in there, she was now coming with love. Yeah. And everybody in line is watching. They haven't had that kind of entertainment for a long time. <laughs> some person coming in saying, I wanna buy that for you. I don't know you, go away. No, I wanna buy that for you. <laughs> and So he came out, opened up the box and said, let me give you some chocolate. <laughs> You don't know what you're missing. You don't go on a London crosswalk. You, you have no idea. Yeah. Story after story. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus loves you. Amen. And I want to thank Clive and this church for housing, being a part. You're a part of this. All these years at the steps of Parliament, Being a faithful witness of Jesus Christ to this nation, this church, this this group right here. People praying, being a faithful witness to this nation, Jesus Christ. Let's stand to our feet. I want to close with this, and I want you just to listen. In Leicester Square last night, I began to preach. I began to preach out to the lost. John 3, 16. We're going to stand in reverence to this scripture. I believe it's the one verse that has the whole Bible in it. It's the one verse that carries the depth of eternity in it. For God so loved the world. I don't know more powerful phrase. I wasn't worthy you weren't worthy, but in the midst of such darkness and depravity, God so loved the world. That, now love has to have a that. Yeah. That he Gave. As I preached that in Leicester Square, there are times where it comes so strong where it's almost as if the Lord himself is beseeching people be reconciled to God. No man will approach God's throne No man will point their finger at God because he gave the depth of love. His only begotten Son, ooh, now here we go, that whosoever would believe in him A believing that takes hold of him. Not a mental believing, but a believing where the revelation of who he is comes into the heart of man. And the man says, I believe. Whosoever would believe in him power. Life Himself would not perish. That is God's promise. You will not perish, but have everlasting, eternal life. Christianity is simple. That world that God loves is a world that is judged. The spirit of that world and all its religion, all its pride, all its rebellion, all its fear, all its depravity, all its sickness, is a world that was judged at the cross, But those that are in that world who come and say, Jesus, I believe, I surrender. The Bible says that you come into Christ. We say the body of Christ. You come into him. You become a part of him. Why? Because at the cross, Jesus received the full wrath of God upon himself so that you and me could come into him and never receive that full wrath that's coming on the world. Jesus is our head, our authority. We're learning to live in him. Everything the Father has that belongs to him belongs to us because we are his body. But the world is different. They're in a position of judgment. And that's why we love them, because we were there. So with every head bowed and eye closed, let me just talk to you here. And I want you to listen to me. I believe that Jesus is coming soon. I don't believe time is... The nations are unifying in such evil causes. But Jesus is still Lord. Everything he says in this book is all coming to pass. But this morning, if you came here and maybe you're saying, Brother Eric, you know, I don't know Jesus. I thought I knew him. But if I died today, I don't have assurance that I would spend eternity. I don't have that peace. I don't have that joy that I know him. I want to invite you today. If you've come here and you say, Brother Eric, would you pray for me? I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to know him. I want to know that my sins are forgiven. Will you just wave at me and I want to pray for you. If you've come here today, listen, you don't want to leave here today because the Spirit of God is offering something so beautiful. Is there anyone here, you say... Brother Eric, Pastor Eric, will you pray for me? I see that hand. Is there anyone else? I just want to pray for you. See, here's the deal. You're not promised tomorrow. That's it. You could walk right out of here and enter into eternity. Every man is given once to live, to die, judgment. But Jesus was judged to give us love, freedom, forgiveness. Anyone else, you say, Pastor Eric, will you pray for me? I need to to give my life to Christ today. I feel this trembling in me. I feel this, I don't know what it is I'm experiencing, but I know I'm not right with God. Will you pray for me? Who else is it? Who else is it? Even those watching at home, those watching on that internet right now. I'm coming right into there by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. If you've never given your life to Christ, we're going to say a prayer, and you're going to pray this prayer, and Jesus is going to come in. He's going to come in. The Bible says he'll come in in fellowship with you. He's talking about your heart through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's all pray this prayer together this morning. Are you ready? It's a wonderful prayer. I know those who raise their hands in prayer say, so pray for me, but I know there's some. I, I'm going to say this. I know there's some you knew you're supposed to, but you listen and you pray. And then let's pray together. Say this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father in Jesus' name, in Jesus name I, believe I believe that Jesus is your son. He died on a cross died, for, my sin. for my sin. I repent. I, repent. I, believe I believe that you raised him back to life. Back Lord, to life. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. Fill, me fill me with your Holy Spirit as a child of the living God. The living God. I pray. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Now listen, listen, if you prayed that prayer, you come and get these pastors down here and you say, hey, Pastor Clive, I, I prayed that prayer today and I'm, I'm gonna, I wanna live for Jesus. It's time for me to live for Jesus. Now, now let me close with this prayer. Some of you, It's time to get active sharing your faith. Because you're going to go, I never knew it could be this exciting. (laughs) That crazy American that walks with his cross in London for 20 some years. It's time. Because soon you're going to see Jesus. And you're going to want to give him something. Jesus, I sat at church all the time. I just sat on the (laughs) pew. I did it for you. Oh, he'll say, bless you. Oh, my goodness. I need more men and women like you. He said, you never knew what life was about. This is only one small part. When you go through those doors, the adventure begins. That's it. Amen. Yeah. That's for angels. You see, angels begin to help you. Well, they help you here too, but amen. Let's say a prayer together. We're going to pray. I want you to pray this with all your heart. You're not ready for this prayer. I'm I'm going to tell you. Ready? Are you ready to pray with me? Yes. 100%? Yes. I'm looking at some of y'all looking around at other people. Church isn't over yet. Let's pray this prayer. Ready? Say, Heavenly Father, I'm asking for an evangelistic anointing. Make me, Make me sensitive that when I, people, when I see people I'll know who to speak to. to, speak to. I ask you I'll direct, direct, my, steps direct my steps to people, to people and oh no I, I need to speak and Lord I will, I will, obey. Obey. I will obey. I will obey. Holy Spirit, Holy this, Spirit. Is this is my prayer. Remind my prayer. me. Don't let me off the hook. Remind me. And I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. It's going to happen. God bless you. Thanks, Pastor. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.